You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Bozeman. In this podcast, I'm sharing business systems and strategies specifically tailored to the bridal sewing industry so you can build your own modern and profitable bridal alterations business. Join me as I also get to chat with fellow seamstresses and share their personal success stories. I'm so glad you're here and that we can grow together in this unique trade. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress. Today, I get to share an interview that I had with Faith St. Jules. She's probably one of my favorite sewing influencers out there. Uh, She's a sponsored rep for some pretty big brands in the sewing industry. So she knows what it's like to have a passion like sewing be turned into a job and then still making time to have like joy projects mixed in there. So she has um, her list of projects and um, like pattern testings that she needs to go through. And just to keep things fun, she makes sure that she balances out the work projects with some fun joy projects sprinkled in there as well. So I think you're really going to love this episode because I know that I have felt stuck in that slump where it's like, I love to sew, but I'm sewing for clients all day. Like, That's kind of the last thing I want to do when I come home, but I also love quilting and I love making my cute little like gift ideas. And I used to love making clothes back in the day. So Faith is here to help us get back to our fun sewing roots. So Faith, take it away. (laughs) All right, Faith, thank you for joining us today. I feel so flattered that like you made time for us. So thank you. (laughs) Nobody's good enough to make time for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Well, I love following all of your your creations and your posts and just your creativity. And so I wanted to have a little conversation to inspire our bridal seamstress listeners to keep creating for the fun of it and for the joy of it. Cause that I think that's something that kind of gets kicked to the wayside, oh. you know, once we start making money with our passion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can be so easy to like forget that, like, oh yeah, we can still enjoy doing this. So um, that's our mission today, listeners, is to encourage you to keep creating. So Faith, how about you start by chatting about when you start to sew, I'm checking out your cute room behind you and all of your fun tools. Uh, Don't look at this little creation I was working on. I love to like just sometimes go back to the dress form and create or hack a pattern. Yes. Something I was working on a dress, but um, one of my bad tendencies is I'll go, I'm going to make this without double checking to make sure I have enough of the fabric. Oh, right. Yes. You have like half of a dress. <laughs> yes. And so, no, I have the, I'm just going to have to turn it into a peplum top instead of a dress. Oh, cute. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. That's how you just compromise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love my sewing room. I'm actually going to do a tour later on, on my YouTube Fun. channel. Yeah. Oh, Fun. I'm just, okay. if you get it done before we post this, I will add a link to the, the show. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been doing this? Just the sewing? sewing? Yes. Oh my goodness. So I always say I started sewing seriously around 2012, 13, but I've been sewing since I was a little girl. That's typically um, when it starts is like, it does. So were you sewing by hand or were you? By uh, hand. So we had a neighbor, Miss Betty, loved her. Um, when my parents would go to work um, and we get home from school, we would stay at her house, my sisters and I. And she was very creative. She did um, pottery. She had a kilt in the back and we would make pottery. She taught us how to knit. 
how to crochet, how to sew, how to paint. Oh, it's Betty. Whatever, okay. Yes, whatever there was, she was teaching us how to do it. So I know how to paint a little bit, but it's one of those things you don't keep practicing, you lose it. Yeah. But um, I remember she had the beautiful, this beautiful singer sewing machine. And I was like, oh, you, she patted my head, said, not yet. First, you learn with your hand, and then you go to the machine. And I'll just, every time I'll be there with my hand stitching, I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, she taught us to sew by hand. Um, she would like use our Barbies to teach us how to make tops and skirts by hand and how to do different hand stitches to secure and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I know how to sew by hand. Am I a novice? No. Because like I said, if you if you don't continue practicing it, you lose it a little bit. But I do know how to sew by hand. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> And yeah, that probably helps with just like, even like straight stitching or kind of getting yeah. an overview of, yeah. So, okay. Thank you, Miss Betty, wherever you are. Right. No, but she didn't just do straight stitches. She did like these intricate stitches. I think she used to do hand embroidery. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, totally I never got to that far, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then did you like continue sewing or did you kind of pick it back up as an adult? Well, um, I continued sewing for a little bit and then um, I got to like middle school. Mm-hmm. And then I, I I guess it I just fell off from it, you know, because it was cooler to go buy your clothes and things like yes. that. You know, back then it was completely all, you know, in the 90s. It was oh, like yes. brands, brands, brands. Yep. And so, yes. Yes. you know, I was into my Jinko jeans, my DP <laughs> shoes, my, you know, sublime t-shirts. Yes, I was, <laughs> one of those when I was walking around with my sublime t-shirts and <laughs> like the doors and all that stuff. I love the mm-hmm. classics, but, um, and you know, I had an eyebrow ring in high school. And, what? But, yes. I was, I was trendy, <laughs> but, um, it, but, um, I, I lost it a little bit. I still had the desire for it, but I just, I guess becoming a, a teenager trying to figure out who you are, I kind of lost yeah. it. And I picked it back up actually. Um, when I became a mother, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we fell on some hard times, um, you know, when we lived in Florida and it was like, gosh, I need to buy the kids clothes. And so I would take my husband's old shirts and my old things and I would make clothes for them out of it. Cause I couldn't afford fabric like that at the time. You are kidding. That's so funny. Cause when you said hard times and then I'm like, but fabric is so expensive. So I was wondering how you were going to be saving money by yeah, making yeah. stuff that yeah. Okay. I've been, Walk us through that, please. Let's take a little break. How would you take your husband's shirt and then make something for your kids with it? Well, so oh, I have some old pictures. Um, but um, so for <laughs> instance, my husband, my daughter, I'd make her little shirt dresses with his shirts, and so I would take his shirt and then I would like, you know, take away the neck collar a little bit because it's huge on her, yeah. and I'll take in the neck um a little bit and I'll trace out, use one of her old dresses or something to trace out the shape and leave seam allowance. Yeah. And I would do it in a way where it would leave the middle buttons closed. So I wouldn't have to worry about buttonholes. Yeah. I kind of like trace around and I'd put back the collar and all that stuff and make her little dresses. I would make herself out of our old t-shirts. I'll go to thrift stores and buy things like, you know, like on Wednesdays, the thrift store in Florida, even here, that 25 cent Wednesdays. So I'll okay. go and get thrifted stuff, wash it yeah. really good and redo stuff for the kids. And like I was making onesies, but I didn't know how. So I made onesies by just like, I would just like leave this opening in the side. It was atrocious. So I could get their neck through it. And then I would like, I didn't have the tabs. 
to buy the tabs that did the crotch thing. So I would sew that together and, and it, it was a mess, but <laughs> <they're both. laughs> you live to tell the tale. Look where you are now. So. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. You're like, man, I wish I had some of these pictures of when they were babies now, but it, it was really sweet. And, you know, I remember my best sewing project was when, um, it was Easter and I really want my kids to look really pretty for church on Easter, yeah. but you know, Again, we were going through some hard times. Um, I wasn't working because I have family nearby to help me to go to work and take care of the kids and daycare is so expensive. So um, I had an old dress from when I was um, in high school. So I took it and I made it into an Easter dress for my daughter. Cute. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm see if I have the pictures, but yeah, I it, love it was, oh, my goodness. It was. And I think she must have been two at the time, two or three. But, um, you know, but my husband's in construction. This was during the um, the recession. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting laid off from work. And so mm-hmm. we got hit really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Project manager. But, you know, in the construction industry got shut oh, yeah. down. Everybody, no matter what position you're in, were, you know, gone. But um, that's how I, was, I started back sewing again. And, um, you know, but I was using someone else's sewing machine because I, I couldn't afford one. Mm-hmm. And then we moved here. And we moved to the house. So in 2013, um, my husband was like, Merry Christmas. And he bought my very first sewing machine. Like oh. of my own, where I wasn't borrowing someone else's. Yes, yeah. Sewing machine. And so like, I've just been going since. And then I started um, doing formal wear. I was making stuff for people in New York, um, all over the place with like, oh, so, yeah, it just started. How did word spread like that? Yeah, I don't know. It was word of mouth. I was... So I made a dress and I put it on my Facebook page. I own <laughs> sewing. And um, this lady here in um, Georgia, I, ma- I make her formal wear. She goes, I'm going to tell my family about you. But I didn't realize she had family in New York. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then um, um, her cousin reached out to me, wanted me to do a sweet 16 for her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I tell anybody, it's really hard sewing custom clothing for people from a distance if they can't fly in and try it like it was it was a lot it was one of my hardest projects trying to make sure the sizing especially because they go to get themselves um sized or measured and everyone doesn't measure the same but that's Uh, one thing so too yeah yeah that's one thing i found out from sewing custom clothing everyone does not measure the same Mm -hmm. it's best you measure yourself yeah because yeah, the mom, she had a knit dress and this, you know, she's bigger in the arm area in certain areas. So it was stressful. <laughs> so that's when I stopped. That stops um, sewing for people out of state. And that's some mm-hmm. state local. So um, this one lady, she she kept me busy. <laughs> All of her dresses and formal wears. I did some prom dresses and then I dabbled and went into doing hair, too. So. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I just saw your post um, that you did your daughter's hair recently. Yeah, I did her hair recently. Yeah, I, I, and I did my hair. Like, what? You can do your own? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my mom taught us when we were little. She said, she, my mom's belief is always know how to do it on your own so that you don't always have to pay someone else to do it for you. Oh, my goodness. How do your arms not, like... You know, it's not as good now because I had to have... So I was doing hair. Um, So, like I said, I'm... Also, I'm a hustler, okay? <laughs> That's my right here. To take care of my family and take care of me. Like doing hair, and 
it helped me to like pay my my rent in college. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so I was doing hair for quite a while, braiding hair and making my own wigs and things yeah. like that. And yet, on the sewing machine, you can actually sew wigs, like sew wigs together. Oh my goodness! Okay, we can add that yeah. to our skill collection here. Yeah, <laughs> that's wow. what I would say. You are the jack, well, the Jill of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was doing that, and then um, I went to formal wear for prom. But the downside, my kids were still really small, and I was literally in my sewing room all day. People think because wow. you're at home, you're at home, but I wasn't. My husband's taking up a lot of the to do list, mm-hmm. and. I felt like my door was always closed to the kids because I didn't want to come in there and I had carpet. So stepping on the needler things. And yeah. I felt like I didn't have enough time with my family because I was running here to fit this person and doing this and sewing yeah. this. You know, and I, I think back then I didn't truly know how to manage my time well, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. So I ended up leaving it alone for a while, especially because not everyone understands that you have to pay for people's time and skill. Mm-hmm. You know, that one lady wanted me to make her this gorgeous dress. And I told her my price. She goes, um, I could get a dress like that and Macy's for 200 That's nice. But Macy's not sitting down there stitching and measuring and making yeah. it custom to your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after doing that for a little bit, I said, you know what? I think I'm done. And then I just yeah. started going for fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I know you became, well, I don't want to skip ahead, but, um, tell us how, after you kind of like put it aside, like sewing for other people, how did you continue to make money with your sewing? This is very exciting. Well, I, I, of course, you know, when you close your business, you're like, oh man, it's not going to make money anymore. So basically becoming the sewing influencer. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I just started post on Instagram, I think in 2017 or 18, some of the ladies from my church were like, you should post your stuff on Instagram. I was like, Insta who? <laughs> they were like, Instagram. So I got on Instagram in 2016, 17. Well, I started on one page just posting my family and some of the stuff I made. And mm-hmm. then I saw people saying, hey, you should niche, put your niche and this and all this stuff. And so then I just start, I create a sewing page. And then I guess back then Instagram was a lot easier because you didn't have the algorithm. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about how like, I feel like three years ago was like my Instagram prime. <laughs> exactly. You know, it was, it's, like, it's just so hard. Um, anyway, is. that's a different subject for another day. But so well, you it's hard it. because of greed, but yeah, yeah. like um, I started um, posting just things I make mm-hmm. and then I started a YouTube channel, um, you know, like sharing what I'm making and like yeah. doing some how-to videos and things like that. And then um, some of the brands caught wind of it and started um, paying me to test out their new patterns. Um, then I got some brands. What, was, what was the first call like when you got that first email or call from a brand and you're like, oh my goodness, they want me to sew for them. Like, I was like, was it like me? <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, me? Yeah. <laughs> what? what? I was like, and my husband's like my best friend. So first thing I did, I got the email. It was like, hey, we love your um your your platform. We love your sewing. We would love for you to um, you know, help us to put out, you know, to um advertise our new pattern coming up, whatever, and things like that. I was like, <laughs> guess what? So- 
okay. <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, that is and awesome. So, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. It felt like, you know, and that's why I say, like, I, I really believe when you do it for the love of it, you know, you do your best and then people will notice that. Because mm-hmm. people want to want you on their team when they see you love what you do. Yeah, that's a great point. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. so like when you, like I know, I say it. So I know right now it's become an increase in people trying to make money out of sewing. Mm-hmm. And it's become to a point where it's hard to even scroll Instagram and find people sewing just for the love of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So like I, I, I do love to see those people that just have sheer joy in doing it. But you can still love it and make money from it, though. Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes we take it so seriously, like I have to do this perfectly and I have to get it right because I need to post on Instagram and on this and it has to look just perfect. I take pride in saying, oh, my gosh, I messed this up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was doing this. And like one post I posted about how I didn't think about the amount of fabric or oh, I made a mistake and did this. And people relate to that. And yeah. when people relate to you, they they love engaging with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, that's how I've got branding. Of course, the um, brands that come with the scissor companies and um, one of my first major deals with this company, they were technically in sewing, but they created cutting tools. Oh, <laughs> and cool. they yeah. Paid me, yeah, they paid me really well to just showcase, hey, um, I sew this not technically a sewing company, but they have great cutting tools. Mm-hmm. For, you know, um, the seam ripper, which I still have to this day and still works perfectly. Yeah. And um, that was my fate first major like payout brand. And then yeah. you know, magazine start, I'll pay you if you'll do this collaboration for this magazine or whatnot, whatnot. And that's how it kind of amazing. And I love how it's like you weren't looking for it. It's not like you were like bending over backwards, like really trying to like, I really hope I get paid. It's like, you're just doing your own thing and enjoying it and kind of taking a step back to, like you said, like spend time with your family yeah. and, and that door opened up. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's really neat. And then funny enough, one of my other, one of my other brand deals came from them liking to see me posting what I made for my family. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing just doing what you already want to do you know so as like that kept growing and you had more brands reaching out and I'm sure with that to some extent came a little more pressure to like keep producing and so how do you make time for like creative projects still or like you said like sewing just for the joy of it or do you even still have time for that that's that's a perfect question for the season I'm in right now where, you know, I kind of fell into a place of just, we always say in community, lost my sojo. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I just was like, I walked to the storeroom, I'm like, I'm going to sew today. And then all I saw was the must-do list. And it was like, I just want to sew something I want to sew for fun, you know, but. um, Oh, I, oh my goodness. I know. I can totally feel that. I have. Yeah. Cause at work, I have a, um, like a storefront for my business. And so yeah. like, I have my own little sewing setup here at home, but then it's like, by the time I get home, it's like, mm, you're tired. 
I don't want to look at a sewing machine. Exactly. And so I, you know, and I think I can speak for a lot of listeners who they want that back because it was like, that's what got us into this industry in the first place was just loving to sew. And like, I have these like patterns that I bought the past few years that I'm like, I want to make them now. Like I want to prioritize time to make them. So hearing you say that I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I no, know we're not the only ones. I think it's a mindset thing because so where I'm at right now is so it's weird. I get to a point where I'm doing so much like by the time I get somewhere, I'm like, oh, but then I'm really antsy when I don't. sew. my husband's he he always goes, you get everything done so you can sew this weekend because you are when you don't get a chance sitting. So like it it becomes something that brings me joy to when I'm not sewing, I just fall to slump. I'm, you know, so I know Brittany Jones came up with this thing called Sew in 30, which I love. It's like take 30 minutes a day, just sew a little at a time, a little at a time. Mm-hmm. If you're making a dress, sew for 30 minutes. And if you have more than 30 minutes, sew for 30 minutes to an hour. Then yeah. get up from there, go take care of the rest of your responsibility, come back the next day, sew for another 30 minutes. And I love that. Like I've been putting that into practice so that I don't become overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but for me, I feel like part of it is making sure when you're working with a brand or like for instance, me working with baby lock, it's like letting them know, okay, this is how I work. This is my creative process. Don't worry about the money or the free stuff or whatever. You have to make sure they know who you are and how you operate because if not, it can cause conflict when you're trying to put out a person that you're not. Mm -hmm. And when you can't fulfill your obligation because is forcing you to step outside of who you really are. It becomes stressful. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I told myself, look, I'm a very creative person. I don't like to feel like people tell me exactly what to sew or exactly what to, you know, you tell me, hey, yeah. we need you to promote this. I got it. I'm creative. I will creatively yeah. show how to do it. But when you kind of fine line every step of my process, it takes the joy out of it for me. Mm-hmm, Yeah. So yeah. I always say, make sure you, if you're going to work for a brand or whatever you make sure that you say who you are, how your process is, because then at least they know who they're getting. Right. Right. And okay. if you work together, they're able to say, you know what, Faith, um, so once a month, I need this done. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, that's fine. I got an idea. I'm going to do this and that, that so I can promote your brand while still keeping it, you know, keeping it genuine to who I am. Yeah. So do you still even have time to make stuff that isn't associated with your brands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still do. Like I, I mean, and I will say now more so it's not even so much as sewing the business that's taking time is my kids Mm -hmm. because they're so involved in so much. So now I have not just the brand, but I have to make time for doing my brand work, getting my daughter here, getting my son there taking care of dinner, make sure you spend time with your husband, all that stuff. And you're yeah. like, I need to figure out how to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's what's been taking away from it. But I've come to find that I do better at night. Yes, <laughs> and everyone's yeah. calm and at peace. I come in here and I just sew. Yeah. And I put my movie on, my Netflix, and I'm just sewing. Like the other night, I didn't go to bed till six o'clock in the morning. Unintentionally. I was oh, just, I, I was having so much fun. I was sewing and this and... When I looked, I was like, oh my gosh, it's four something in the morning. 
<laughs> and then by, that's what I get. It's this coffee spot. I can't say I've ever been to that point where I'm like, I'm having so much fun sewing. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> well, I've been to that point quite a bit, especially when I had my business. Yeah. Because I was trying to deal with the kids during the day. And yeah. then by nighttime, I go and sew and try to finish up my um, my project so I can turn yeah. them into their owner. So for me, the best time was at nighttime. Yeah. But I mean, I still sew for fun. Um, the way I do it is I have my projects. I'll say, okay, so this is what I have to do. And then I'll pick out one fun project for every obligation. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's really cool. Right. Yeah. So this right here is a fun project. Mm -hmm. right? And then another dress I'm making is an obligation. Then I have a bag over there. That's an obligation. I have to turn in. I'm making a bag. So like between my obligations, I try to plan a fun project. That's awesome. And I wonder too, because obviously with bridal seamstresses, we have a lot of wedding dresses. So probably can't do the one-to-one, -one. but even like, I want to give myself a goal of like a fun project, like once a month that I can just like spread out throughout, you know, the work weeks or whatever. And you know, a month is a good chunk of time. <laughs> it goes by fast though. When you're yeah, like, I know. <laughs> yeah. if I even put like 20 minutes a day, I know you mentioned 30 minutes a day, but like 20 minutes a day, just to like, at least like touch it. Like you take it out, you hold it like, okay, what, what's the next thing. Um, and I also love, I love embroidery and I haven't done embroidery in, well, okay. It's not just the bridal sewing for me. It's on my off season, I had like a retail business where I had like knit goods and things that were sewn and knit that I sold at like local markets and online. And that brought in probably like 25 to 30% of my annual income. And I'm, I've switched that out because I kind of don't really need that anymore. Yeah. And now I feel like I have time to just do fun stuff, like without having to sell it. And I yeah. think that's kind of what took over for me was like, even when I was knitting, which is usually fun and relaxing. It's like, okay, well, this isn't really for fun because I have to sell it. So it's like, you know, like even busting out the embroidery projects again with the intent to maybe like give it to a friend or just like have it in my kitchen. It's like a totally different. And it's almost like, am I allowed to do this? Because it's not necessarily being productive. It's like just for fun. You know what I mean? And it's like, why do I, why do I put those We're machines? We're not machines. We can't. Yeah producing all day every day every single minute of the day yeah we're human beings and you know even with the 30 minutes like what I like is it doesn't necessarily have to be 30 minutes like for me sometimes it's just okay today I'm going to cut out my pattern yeah yeah tomorrow I'm going to cut out the fabric the next day I'm going to sew the top of the pattern to the next day I'm going to sew the skirt and necessarily it could be as long as you want to be just as long as you take time to get in there and just you know yeah um, and even when with, I said like one project in between, it doesn't have to be because time, things happen. Like there are times I'm just obligation, obligation, obligation. Right, right. Like, gosh, I haven't sold anything fun. But what I will say is I start small. I try to start off, I'm like, I, I'm a stickler for sticking with a pattern. Some mm -hmm. patterns may be like, uh-uh, she keeps sewing our old stuff. <laughs> because <laughs> I will take a pattern and I'll make like 15 different outfits out of it. That's awesome. I love to hack a pattern. But I love that because then it's like, you're not like figuring it out every single time. Right. It's like, you're, it's like that gift of like, okay, I know what the next step is. Okay. Yeah, I have exactly. um, the Green Line Studio Lark T. I've used awesome. the heck out of that thing because you can do like, I've made a couple dresses out of it. It's like, 
you know, you can do like scoop neck, V-neck, long sleeve, short sleeve, tank top, whatever. Like there's all these different versions and then you can just make it longer. It's like a tunic and it's like, okay, I love that thing. And then I don't have to think so hard about every step, you know? I love that time with the pixie top. I love the pixie top. <laughs> like, um, by, oh my goodness, why I forget the name? Um, chalk and notch, pixie top. Right. And I've made that thing into a dress. And, and you know, it's a top and dress, but I've done the dress, I've done the top. Yeah. I've made a crop top. I've made a maxi dress. And then also the Friday pattern comes to Guaro pants set. <laughs> oh, that pattern. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like I've used it quite a bit. And even like for me, McCall, um, Simplicity, Gosh, it's a, it's a pants pattern I've used so many times. I've made it into a, a jumpsuit. Cause so what my yep. biggest, the biggest thing I love to do too is I love to take three different patterns and make it into one one look. Like I'll take the sleeve from that pattern, the bodice from another pattern, pants from another, and make a whole jumpsuit mm-hmm. or dress or something like that, you know? Yeah, or yeah. I love that button up shirt. I think I'm going to add this skirt to it to make it into a dress. And yeah. I, I love mixing patterns and doing all these things. And sometimes I feel like the obligation comes where you're like, oh, there's a new pattern. I'm going to get it because it's new and I want to be seen doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, whatever it is you love, just go for it and just have fun with it. And yeah. one thing that helps me too is like, so some um, obligation projects turn into my fun project. So because I'll take, say I ha- I'm making doing embroidery on the sewing machine to show an embroidery feature. Mm-hmm. I'll take one of my fun projects and just add embroidery to it. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know? Or yeah. like if I'm making a custom piece for someone, because if everyone wants a blue moon, I will say yes to certain people when they ask me to make things for them. Yeah. So I still do custom clothing from time to time. And um, they'll say, oh, I want a dress. And I'll have a pattern. Mm-hmm. I'll take that pattern and make her a dress. And then I'll take that pattern again and make something for myself out of it. <laughs> now that uh, I'm yeah, I don't have to recut something. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think people like crave the most with a creative project? Like, is it just letting go of maybe like pressure, like work pressure, or is it the accomplishment or just the freedom to create something like what is most fulfilling about like sewing for fun for you? I think it's all of the above mm-hmm. like for me, you know, so um, it, it goes deeper for me, actually. Um, I was in the military for nine years and I served in Iraq. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So when I came back, I struggled with severe PTSD. Mm. God bless my husband. I don't know how he stuck with me all those years, but I, I struggle with, and I still struggle with, um, depression, you know, um, and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sewing, I, I wrote a blog post long time ago saying sewing saved my life mm. because it literally did. Like it gave me an outlet. It gave me something to focus on because when I sit, sat down, especially back in those days, I would think too much. And then when I, my thoughts go crazy, it's like, oh yeah, it's yeah. not good. And so um, for me, sewing is what I do to decompress. It's so that's why um, obligation sewing to me. I have to make sure I do it in the time that's best for me. I have to make sure that how I do it it fits my life and my mental space. Mm-hmm. I would never say yes to something that I know is going to overwhelm me. Yeah. You know? 
Um, that's first and foremost. But um, yeah, so for me, it's mental health. Sewing for me is mental health. It helps me to decompress and after a long day. It helps me when I'm overthinking to just get in there and just let the machine do the work for me. And it's the creative process, like to be like, oh, I made that. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't care anyone says, the thing that makes me feel the best is when I walk out, people are like, I love your dress. I'm like, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care what anyone says. Every so is, I can, be- I believe they go out there and they're like, I made that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a joy. And so yes, yeah, yeah. all of the above for me, it's, it's my outlet. It's the creative process and being able to say, wow, I did that. Like. Mm-hmm. especially being um, in, in anything, whether you're a mom or a, a, a worker, someone who work in the field where you're doing for people all the time, mm-hmm. only that one thing you say, I did that for me. You're mm-hmm. so busy doing for everyone else and everything else. It's nice to be like, I did that for me. Yeah. And I enjoyed it as I was making it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like even, even, and I will say some obligation pro- projects, well, majority of my obligation projects, I enjoy because mm-hmm. I'm sewing, you know? Right. So I enjoy most of them, you know, just when they become too overwhelming, you keep saying yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's that balance. <laughs> yeah. Always. And I think like so much of what you're saying, you know, we sew for different clients, but mm-hmm. it's still that same pressure and the deadlines we still have deadlines and it's like when we show up to our sewing space, it's like, okay, this is what needs to get done first. And I just think like, especially for, um, like the, the bridal seamstress listeners, we have our, you know, crazy wedding season, which at least in like the Northern hemisphere, all all of us are in the middle of it, right. (laughs) You know? And so the thought of like, okay, you want me to like make time now to make a cute maxi dress or whatever. And then when it comes to like down season, some people are like, I don't even want to look at my sewing machine because, you know, I'm just so sick of like sewing and this is my time to just have time off and cook or whatever. But then it's like, yeah, then you just lose that joy for what brought you in this in the first place. And so you've already kind of touched on this when you said, you know, set the time like apart to just work on the projects, like, like a little bit at a time, but what would you and how would you encourage somebody who's at that point where it's like, I can't even imagine sewing for fun anymore? Um, so the thing that works for me is <clears throat> I have to, so that's why I told you I like things written. It keeps me motivated. Mm-hmm. I, when I get to that point, I like to write down why I started. Like mm-hmm. the why, and I think I did blog posts about this a long time ago, my why. I have to remind myself of why. Because if you don't remind yourself of why, you're going to lose the, the how, and you're going to lose the, the desire to continue. And then, it, and believe it or not, it will fester into your, your career. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause I feel like even it, people are like, well, I'm doing obligation, but you know, if you don't no longer enjoy, it, you're not going to give your best. And that's just my opinion. You're just going to do it because you have to. Mm-hmm. And our best work comes when we're enjoying what we're doing, in my opinion. And so you know, for someone's not seen like, I just don't even want to sew anymore. I would say, ask yourself why you wanted to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Go back to that time. Like I wanted to sew, of course, for my kids, that, my reasons has changed. Your reason will change over the years, possibly. I did because it was, a, I had to, I needed to clothe my kids. And I was like, oh, I did used to sew. Then yeah. it became my mental space, my mental health. It was like, it's calming for me to yeah. sit here and just so no interruption. 
And so I had to go, so I'm, I'm gonna feel like sewing today. And like, but I, I remember my husband said, well, doesn't sewing help you when you're stressed out? Cause you seem stressed. And I was like, yeah, it does. Like, well, why don't you just go in there maybe start, just start something small. So I came here and I made like a cute little square bag, something small. So mm-hmm. I would say start with something small, a small project. Yeah. Because I think what gets us sometimes we don't feel like it because we're thinking of these big projects we want to create. Yes. Yeah. You know, I want to make a dress, but I don't feel like it. You have to make a dress. How about you start off with something small? You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to start off by making a little purse, a little, little purse lit or whatever they call those little bags or coin purse or sunglasses case or something small. Yeah. Start small. And then once you start small, little by little, you're going to be like, oh, this was nice. Then you might go, I'm going to make a shirt. I mean, I always say, go to the patterns that are quick and easy to make. Yeah. Don't jump into big projects because then you will overwhelm yourself and you're already on an overwhelmed state. You're going to do some overwhelming. You're just going to be like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. So my thing is like to, to conclude that is, you know, remind yourself of why you love doing it in the first place and then start with something small. Mm-hmm. And once you do that small thing, move on to something else and then something else, you yeah. know, Remove the distractions. If you have to take, if you have obligation stuff on your tape, move out the way. Don't even look at it. Just <laughs> focus on the fun, you know. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think um, just even hearing you talk about it, I was thinking I, I wanted to get back into quilting because that was like my first, my first sewing. Yeah, well, I had some like, you know, small projects, whatever, but like quilting was like my first love with the sewing. And I'm like, I really want to get, back to a space where I can just come and quilt again. And so hearing you say that, I'm like, I don't need to think about the big quilts. I can think about my quilt squares yeah. and like work on a quilt square. And like, I've had this like really cute, like almost like Dr. Seuss Christmas theme fabric. It's not yeah. really Dr. Seuss, but like those bright colors and it's like a snow scene. And I bought the fabric like at least 10 years ago. Like that's how long it's been. And I still have it in my head, like what I want the quilt to look like, but it's like, oh my goodness, that's such a huge thing. But if I can just break it up into like squares and also like have my home sewing space. And I know like everybody's sewing space is different. Like some people have professional spaces, some are sewing from home. So like, I want to have my home space be more like fun sewing themed instead of like, okay, it's work out of home and then work in home. So I'm wondering if listeners, if you're sewing from home, like have a corner of your sewing space, that's like, just, you know, for your fun projects, I don't know, or something that kind of inspires. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, well, you've seen it for me, my yeah. sewing space is what keeps me going is there. I, I words, I told you words are my thing. Affirmations mm-hmm. things like that. Like I need it. So like, even on my wall, I have never give up faith over fear because when I walk into my soul room, that's the first thing I see and I have it on that wall on purpose because it's right in front of the door yeah that's so cool so when I first, and then I have a mirror there mm-hmm. surrounding it because I'm talking to myself as I'm reading to that reading what's on the wall so when I come in here it's like don't give up just keep going mm-hmm. so like I tell put something on the wall that's inspiring mm-hmm. in something that's going to remind you like maybe a quote you know even if you don't want to sew, sew it anyway, you'll be happy when you're done. You know, <laughs> it's fun. Just to like get you in the mood, you know, like make sure you space. And for people who have a business space and a fun home space, I'd say leave all your business stuff at the office mm-hmm. and then only have your fun stuff at home. 
mm-hmm. so that when you're at home, you want to do something fun. It it promotes that rather yeah. than work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Um, so, what do you see next for Faith St. Jules, like this brand that you built? Well, I am updating my blog. So Faith St. Jules is down right now because I'm updating it. I'm actually switching over to a new brand, a new um, uh, blog site. Ooh, cool. Yes, it will have a lot of things on there that incorporate me as a person because I'm sewing is not just all I do. I love to motivate and uplift people. So I had to think, how can I do that all in one space? So I have a new website um, that's going to be um, popping up soon. I'm working on new content for my YouTube channel, showing people how to hack um, patterns, like taking a pattern and basically building a wardrobe. Because for me, part of the thing that makes me not want to sew sometimes is the cutting out a new pattern, cutting out a new pattern. So it's like, do I really need a new pattern? Can I just take this and make a whole outfit for yeah. a month? I've this one pattern for one month. Yes. So that's what I'm working on for my YouTube channel. Um, like showing people quick and easy hacks on and only using one pattern. That's awesome. And, um, you know, so I'm working on that. I'm also working on, you know, possibly collaborating again with um Baby Lock because I um I'm an ambassador for Baby Lock. So I'm working on a new contract um with them possibly. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And you know, starting finally starting a business again. Yes. Um, get back into business again. Um, already have some things I'm working on, um, but I'm the type of person I get into my head. So I have to kind of like take my time yeah. and make sure that it's how I want it to be. But it, I have to remind myself, it doesn't have to be perfect, Faith. It just has to be you. And right. so- yeah. um, And it, you kind of have the benefit of like, you already have a following of people who love you and who are excited for what you're going to put out there. So it's like, I- I don't want to say that hard part's over, but yeah, building the trust of your followers, I think is, is a hard part. So it's like, you have that behind you. So I think whatever you launch, we're going to be like, oh, yay, what's next? I appreciate you saying that because that's the thing I I, I get into my head because I don't want to let down the people who believe in me. And Mm -hmm. I want to make sure they know that if I put something out there, it's true. It's not, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself even an influencer because I don't like to influence people to buy things constantly. Yeah, you know, I like to influence people to buy into what makes them happy. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be things all the time. You know, yeah. so if I promote a product, trust and believe, I really believe it. It's not yeah. because someone gave me something like do it. You know, right, right, I right. quite a bit, but I I'm really excited about this business I'm starting. It's I don't want to say what it is yet because you know, but it's. Okay. I'm I'm excited um, because I think now I'm at a point where I am ready to get back into my um, business again, doing what I love. And so I've been, you know, why my page has been a little scarce. I've been posting as much as I used to Mm because I've been prioritizing and focusing on building that up, you know, especially with surgery coming up. I have a deadline to get all my stuff ready before. that. So. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it's nice to kind of like just take a step back and then kind of reprioritize and, and rethink like what you actually want to do. So it's kind of cool to, so I think when we're in the headspace of like constantly like moving forward and like building our business, whatever, we lose sight that it's like actually okay to like take rest break and yeah, not always be on or not always be like moving forward. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's part of it because I am and funny enough I'm on a podcast because that's one of my dreams because I'm great talking. Well, I don't know if you you see my page. I'm always I've done Monday messages and I have my mm-hmm. other social media page called Faithful Purpose where I post uplifting messages and things mm-hmm. like that on Instagram. Um, and so I'm going to be doing more of that, you know. But I would love to do it in a form. Yes. Podcast not as easy as you think. Figuring out the name, you're like, gosh, someone has that name. It's like, <laughs> oh, I know. Yes. I'm like, oh, I got an idea. I know the name. Google 15 right. people have that name. So, right, right. But it's not, it, but it won't be like a sewing, sewing um, podcast, more uplifting mm-hmm. and words of affirmation and things like that. And just talking about life and similar to what I did here, how to overcome overwhelming feelings. And yeah. It, just using what I learned through my journey with mental health yeah. to people who are going through it because a lot of us in sewing community aren't just sewists. We're sewing for some reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think you've always been like pretty open, like about your faith. And so yeah. that kind of seems like the next progression too. So I'm really excited. If it's a podcast, I, if that's the next step, I'm already a subscribing listener. So <laughs> yeah, you've been asking me too, like um, when I'm going to start to my live with faith on Instagram, I used to do like live interviews for in the soul oh, community. Cool. Yeah. So I was like, I think I'm going to bring that back, you know, but now that I know a set date for my surgery, I think now I can start working on a timeline for it, but it's a lot of things. So I tend to have a lot of things I want to do, but I, my thing is always to make sure I prioritize and minimize. So. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Prioritize and minimize. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, um, yeah, this is just so full of like nuggets. I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, I want to like re I want to clean my office here and like race, you know, set up my sewing table. And so I feel like if I'm feeling this excited, I know our listeners are going to be like just jazzed. So thank you. And then I usually, you know, invite our speakers to share one final tip. So do you have any final tips for embracing the creative process again? Or I don't know. You know, this is my, and I post this in my Instagram story today, my quote for today. And if you are following me on Instagram, check out my stories. I'm always posting daily quotes and um, uplifting messages in there. But today it said, it does not have to be perfect for you to be proud. Be Mm. proud that you went from, I can't do that to, wow, I did it. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that is so good. (laughs) Especially for those of us who obsess over the little things and it's like, nobody else is obsessing over them. So I can let it go. Bridal, especially like, the people who are listening about bridal, like be proud of yourself. There are many people who are like, I wish I could do that. Mm. You know, you actually did it. So it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, but just make sure you're always proud of yourself because you did something you couldn't do a year ago or a month ago or a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And even sometimes just trying the thing is the success in itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, Faith, thank you. I'm going to include all of these. I wrote down the patterns that you suggested. So we're going to have like packed show notes with lots of like fun links. So thank you so, so much. And um, I'm sure our listeners will be checking out all of your, your multiple Instagram pages, and then we'll be tuning in for this hopefully upcoming podcast. So (laughs) I know like (laughs) so much for having me i really enjoyed myself thank you it was a pleasure privilege so thank you thank you for being here thanks for listening to today's episode 
If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks, everyone.